0: Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I'm the host of this podcast and the creator of Balance by Megan. On this podcast, we talk about all things yoga, wellness, health, and spirituality with guests from around the world. So grab your crystals, grab your essential oils, and let's dive into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell, and I want to start off by apologizing. I feel like I do this quite a bit, (laughs) but it's allergy season where I currently am, and I have a nose that is the combination of stuffed up and just like grossly runny. So, this is the voice you are getting today. It's honestly, I never do well at allergy season. It always seems like it's a few weeks of just eh, no stuff, tired stuff, I try to have a good spirit about it all. But you know, I've said this like a 100 million times on the podcast, living with my parents who have pets that I'm allergic to doesn't seem to help. So hopefully this It's been very great to live here, but hopefully this is coming to an end sooner rather than later, and I can't wait to tell you guys all about that journey when that unfolds, but you guys are getting a different journey today. Today, I am talking to you all about my yoga entrepreneurial journey, and this is a question that has come up so, so, so many times. I work with a lot of yoga teachers and... The question that comes up is How did you start your business? How do you make money? And what has that been like? And I feel like it's something that's not talked often about. Yes, there seems to be a little bit more of a movement of transparency in the entrepreneurial world. You know, we see all those memes going on about like, you know, how you feel like you're going up and up and up. And then there's all these like loops and what have you. And it seems funny. You know, we see it and we're like, huh that's so true but like it actually has been such a journey and truthfully I'm so so grateful that yoga has been part of it because I feel like if if I owned any other business and it did not include any yoga I'm not honestly sure that I would have made it through that's the truth so, before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to give a little shout out to our sponsors. This episode of the podcast has been brought to you by Nature's Remedy CBD. Right now, during the month of May, there is a 10% off of all products, including CBD oils, animal tinctures, and CBD topicals, plus more. There is free shipping over $100. You guys, this is personally my favorite CBD. There is no THC in it. It's all organic. It is 99.7% CBD with 0.03% being MCT oil, which is just coconut oil and it helps absorb into the body. There is CBD out there and I can tell you a lot of it is not great quality, but not nature's remedy. They have incredible CBD that helps with sleep, anxiety, pain relief, inflammation, overall health, and so much more. I personally take the 1000 milligram or the 2000 milligram, depending on what season I'm in and what's going on with my life a little bit at nighttime. And it helps me sleep like a baby. And it helps with that monkey mind that sometimes goes on when I don't take my CBD. Right now, Nature's Remedy is only available in Canada, and you can email me today to personally find a fit that works for you. That's Nature's Remedy CBD. Are you running your yoga or wellness business? My favorite platform, Ribbon, is my go-to for setting up ongoing classes, workshops, trainings, memberships, accepting payments, and more. Forget the headaches of multiple platforms for managing a membership site, another one for collecting payment, more for hosting your teachings alone and combine it all in one platform. The guys who run this platform make it super easy for you to do just what you love and leave all the backend stuff to them. There is a link in the show notes that you can use to get your discount for connecting with Ribbon. If you want to send me an email, let me know that you want to talk to the guys. I'm happy to set you up with them. Otherwise, you can just use the link in the show notes and get connected right with Ribbon platform. All right, so my yoga journey. If you haven't already listened to my personal yoga journey, definitely go back and listen to it. I believe it was in the first season and maybe in the first 10 episodes, I talked about my personal yoga journey. And I feel like why it's so powerful is I never, 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 never pictured myself as an entrepreneur I actually had no idea what I wanted to do growing up. I thought there were cool things that I would like to do. You know, I dabbled in the modeling world for a little bit and for, it was kind of two-sided there. I loved connecting with incredible photographers, shooting on location, you know, some photographers just... They create such magic, and I met a lot of really, really amazing people, but on the flip side, there's also a darker side of the modeling world that I didn't love and I didn't want to be part of, and I didn't, at the time, think I could be one side, the light, if you will, and not go into the dark, if that makes sense you know, there's lots of late parties, there's lots of partying, and I don't do any of those things. So I felt right there that I was disconnected. But a lot of people looked up to me in the modeling space, especially some of the newer models coming in. I just happened to make incredible connections. And I thought, you know, how fun would this be to kind of be in the space without always being like a model. So then I, you know, I thought of being like a makeup artist in the space. I thought of running my own agency, and it just nothing felt true about it. As much as I liked doing the photos, there was parts of it that I didn't like, so I let that go. There was another part of me that I loved kids, so I got my early childhood education diploma and I worked with kids for a little while. Still love kids, absolutely hated the industry. Uh, if you're in the industry, (laughs) I feel like, you know what I'm talking about? You're just, you're just a number to a lot of people. The politics within it are just absolutely ridiculous. You know, in order to get like new toys or like coloring things for the kids, it was like such a hassle to get like a $20 budget. Most of the time I ended up just spending my own money on things and eating it. Um, I just really made me not want to be in the industry. I literally was in it for like fourteen months and tapped out. My grandfather was a very well respected sergeant detective within the Toronto police. And I if you listen to my story, you know that I struggled a lot with sexual abuse in my past. And when I was going through that, the police officers I worked with were honestly they were incredible. They were so kind. They were so caring and I thought Wouldn't this be cool if I could take my experience, bring it into the police force and work in like the sexual abuse side of things, but I quickly realized I didn't necessarily want to do the lead up to being in that position, and it's a hard, hard job to be in, you know, I worked in a rape crisis center for a while, Uh, it just breaks your heart to see everybody coming through and... One of the trends that I started to see was, how can we help these people before it gets to the point of, you know, suicide or drugs or going down a really dark path? I didn't want to be the person who saw all of that and tried to pull them out. I kept thinking there has to be a way to give them the tools so that they don't go down this path. From there, I went and worked in a private investigative firm, which I truly, truly loved, But every time I received a promotion, and I received a lot in the two years I was there, I was never happy. Even if it came with, you know, better money, uh, leading a team, uh, just a new job title, I was initially happy, and it fizzled really quickly, and I was just, I just didn't find purpose in it. So I left that. (laughs) And during that time, I will say during that time when I worked for the private investigative and security firm, that is when I took my yoga teacher training and previous to taking the training for about two-ish years before that, I was doing my own personal yoga practice and you have to listen to the episode to talk about exactly why I got into that, but I noticed a shift very quickly very impactfully and very huge. And right away, I was like, there's something to this. I need to figure out how I can make this a career. So I went into my yoga teacher training with the intention of coming out of it and making it a job. At the time, I wanted to be like the YouTube yoga teachers. I was like, "How cool is this? They get to film on location. And they get to just throw up a video and these people are making bank." is what I thought. <laughs> and let's just talk about that right there. <laughs> I when I came into my yoga teacher training, I wanted to do all of the things. I had such a passion for this. Immediately, I was like, "I'm going to start a YouTube channel." I already knew in the back of my head, I wanted to do a podcast. I was like, I'm going to be on Instagram. I'm going to do Facebook. I'm going to go teach. I'm going to do my own teachings. And I was like going to do all the things. And so I always say I built on the outside this awesome house that had no foundation and I I burnt out so quickly and I was so frustrated with how things were going. I wasn't making money to start. I was putting in so much time, so much effort. It took me, you know, a long time to figure out how to edit videos. How do I upload them to YouTube in the proper formats? You know, cause YouTube has this whole uh, guidelines to abide by in order to rank really well on them. I was trying to figure out how to do a podcast at the same time. I was trying to figure out which studios would hire me. I was trying to figure out how could I teach online. And, you know, at the same time, my husband was struggling to kind of find his purpose. And we ended up, after my yoga teacher training, we ended up moving to Barbados with the intention of opening a yoga studio and a wellness cafe. We had somebody who was going to go in on it with us, who was a local there. And we ended up getting seriously burned by this person. They pulled out of the deal. They left us there. And we were like, what, what is next? Like, it didn't. And I have to say, too, it's funny because we originally went to Barbados on our honeymoon. My husband loved it to be honest, I mean, I enjoyed the honeymoon part of it for sure, but I couldn't really see myself there living there. And when he proposed this new business venture, part of me feels like I might've manifested this because I was like, I didn't love it there. You know, like I didn't picture myself there. And the moment we landed there, I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. None of this feels right. And it was literally like one thing led after another and it just ended up with this whole deal collapsing in on itself. That was a lot of time. That was a lot of money that went out and I was just beside myself. I was like, you know, I took all of these risks. I invested in myself and it fell apart. After that, we ended up on the tiny island of Aruba and it was just fluke that we ended up there. I ended up connecting with a studio owner, a yoga teacher and studio owner there, and I ended up teaching there, and I loved it. But at the same time, I was trying to do a YouTube. I was trying to figure out how to do a podcast in a foreign country on an island, let alone where you guys know, or maybe you don't. But like, internet there can be kind of sporadic, (laughs) and like Aruba is a very wealthy country, But, you know, everything's made of concrete. And at the time we were living in this condo building that I literally, my husband and I would have to sit up at the bar for hours trying to upload like a 15-minute YouTube video. At this time, I was getting coached. And I am a huge, huge believer in having a mentor or a coach. However, I wasn't entirely sure even what I had wanted at this point. I wanted this YouTube channel to explode. I wanted a podcast. I wanted to teach teachers. I wanted to teach yoga. I wanted to do in-person teachings. Like I was just all over the place and it's hard to coach someone who doesn't know exactly what they want. I will say the mindset piece that came from that was amazing. However, I was not given the business tools to execute on what I had wanted. It was much more mindset. And so after that, after, you know, we lived in Aruba for a little bit and then we decided we wanted to own our own businesses in Canada because God knows it's hard enough to start a business in your home country, let alone another country where you don't have residency or citizenship. So we decided to fly back and come back home. That is when I did another coaching program. And it was a lot of money. (laughs) And I'm trying to figure out how I put this. Again, I wasn't entirely sure what I'd wanted. And I feel like this coach had positioned themselves in a way to get me on board without actually serving me. Which sounds harsh, but I feel like it's the truth. Although I can't give her blame entirely because, you know, I, I could have said no. This person runs a very successful studio. I have never wanted a studio up into this moment. Even now, I don't know. But right at that moment, I did not want to run a studio. And so I was being told to do things as if I owned a studio and had an established community, which was not the case. I did not have an established community. I was trying to do all of the things And so I was given business tools for business that I did not have. The mindset piece behind this has been exceptional. And from all of the coaching I have done, and I've done a lot, you guys, the mindset thing is something I always take away from it because I truly feel like I'm someone who gets distracted very easily and I'll see something that's working for someone else and be like, oh, I should do that. And oh, I should do that. It's working for them even though I might not necessarily want it, I'm just, like, I almost, like, convince myself, oh, like, it's working for them, it'll make me money, I can do it too. So, after that, <laughs> I really realized I needed to reset and to take some things off the table. I was just, I mean, as a solo entrepreneur, I was trying to like I said, to do the YouTube, the editing, the podcast. At this time, I was teaching. I was trying to be the CEO. I was trying to be the CFO, do all the money, do all the bank account stuff. And I was just fried, fried, fried. That is one thing I feel like people don't talk enough about as an entrepreneur when you were doing this yourself. Start small. (laughs) If you have a team behind you, it's different. But it's, it can be, it can be a journey. So I started to really ask myself, like, what is it that I really, really, really wanted? And it's hard, right? You evolve, you change. Sometimes what you wanted originally doesn't fit you anymore. But I went back to what is my why from sharing yoga? Well, yoga changed my life. How did it change my life? It changed my life online, like when I was doing YouTube videos. Okay. Do you enjoy doing the YouTube videos? And the truth was, I didn't. I love doing online videos, but the prep work for YouTube, the amount of time and energy I was putting into it for very, for no money was just not sustainable for me. I look back at the people who I was following on YouTube and they started when there was virtually nobody online teaching you uh, teaching yoga, so they had a monopoly on it. And even then, a lot of them, you know, said it took four years until I had you know an established community. I was doing this other job to sustain it. I was, you know, then I launched a membership, and you know kind of naively I thought I could put a few YouTube videos up and start offering a membership and when you're competing with a ton of people who don't know who you are and they have established community it's very hard to bring people over to your side so my ego was very resistant to letting this go I should say too I was determined to make it work and when I decided like no I'm gonna let it go it was like such a breath of fresh air so I really feel like if anybody is relating to this. You need to look at what you're doing. Is it serving you? Do you thoroughly enjoy doing it? Because, you know, at this time, I was not enjoying it anymore and it was just time to let it go. I had the podcast at this point and I love, love, love the podcast. Now, there are aspects of the podcasting space that I don't necessarily jump up for joy. I love having co- conversations with people. I've connected with incredible people around the world. You know, editing a podcast is not my favorite, but overall I enjoy the podcasting space. So I work on it and I know when the time comes, editing will be one of the things I offload to people because I enjoy these conversations, but editing takes up a lot of energy and a lot of time. And I know there's somebody out there who just like thrives on editing. So like give them the opportunity to do it, right? So I wanted to keep that going because I also feel like it was an incredible way to connect with new people. So podcasting stays on the list. I'm also a big believer, I'm just gonna throw this in there because I don't feel like I have, of diversifying your income. So at the time I was teaching Uh, two at two studios. One for sure. Uh, two studios full time, and then I was subbing at another. Loved it, enjoyed it very much. And the one studio I was teaching at was prenatal. I had taken a prenatal training mainly because a I was like, some point I'm gonna get pregnant, and this is gonna come handy, and b I figured. If I was teaching yoga at some point in my life, someone was going to come through and they were going to be pregnant and I needed to know how to adjust and modify for them. So I never really thought I was going to teach prenatal, but when the opportunity presented itself, you know, one of my good friends who I believe picked this up from somebody else says, you have to say yes to your nose, meaning you have to try things and see if they become a yes or a no. And although I never pictured myself doing prenatal, I said yes to the opportunity and I actually really, really enjoyed doing it. The other place I was teaching at was uh, more like just a stronger vinyasa class. So love doing that, enjoyed that very much. And then I also worked part time at like a gym setting, in which case I did a lot more of like power yoga, Pilates type of stuff. Very much also enjoyed that. Then COVID hit. And one of the studios closed down indefinitely. They just went bankrupt. They could not recover. The other one changed management. The original owners left it. Somebody else picked it up. It was a franchise. And it just, you know, prenatal being such a vulnerable population, they just didn't bring it back. So then I was kind of like, what am I doing now? And again, I go back to what was my original intention. So I've always loved connecting with yoga teachers. And I originally thought my plan would be to kind of like hook people in who were total beginners and be like, you have to try yoga. And I quickly realized that one, the people I attracted into my life we're already yoga teachers or yoga practitioners. B, when I tried to get people on board with yoga, I felt like I was hitting a wall. Like people just had all these excuses. Well, I'm not flexible. No, I don't have the time. And it was just like trying to drag a horse to water. I was like, yoga changed my life. Like it should change yours. And I realized that I loved working with yoga teachers. You know, like I, when I got into my practice, my personal yoga practice, nobody had to force me to do it. I did it of my own will. So it was like, okay, instead of like trying to force people to get into yoga, why don't you work with the people who are already into it? They don't necessarily have to have experience under their belt or even be teacher trainings, but they love yoga. Okay. So I work with that. Then I wanted to, I've always wanted to offer trainings. I love, I I thrive guiding people and leading people through trainings of any kind. When I worked at the private investigative firm, I was a trainer. You know, even in class, right? When I was teaching in-studio classes, technically, you're coaching people. You're teaching people who are already part of the journey, right? You're just leading them through a class or a sequence or a flow. Awesome. Okay. What are the steps to becoming a yoga teacher training? And I wanted to be with the Alliance because I mean, this is just a whole other sidebar, but I truly believe that there should be a governing body for yoga. There are just way too many yoga teachers out there that are not certified and they're just bad yoga teachers. Uh, Just not very, they just don't do things safe in my opinion. And I, that's a whole other journey. (laughs) So I knew I wanted to work with teachers. Awesome. What is something unique about me that I can offer as a training? I knew I wanted to be more of like a continuing education trainer at this point. You know, one day I believe I will have a 200 hour school. But one of the things that I personally saw a space was meditation and I was like I can offer a training within meditation and so you know I found an end goal for me and I worked backwards in order to become a continuing education provider with the yoga alliance you have to accumulate so many hours of teaching and of trainings for yourself so I looked back okay I need this many more hours So let's continue doing, at this time I was teaching online, so I need to get this many hours of teaching online to get the teaching quota. I also need to to make sure I had all my training up to date, and I'm someone who loves, loves, loves training, so like I knew that wasn't going to be a problem. I'm pretty sure I had all the required hours within like a year, and you only needed to have like a certain amount within three years, and I like hit that right off the nail, because I love learning new things but i think it's important to start like to what is your end goal and to remember that this can change right like my intention was to teach online that has changed since you know 2018 2021 it's very much a different angle but take your end goal and reverse engineer it right okay so if i need to become a teacher training how many hours do i need to teach How many trainings do I need? And and then it's important to start building up a community. I also believe in always, always having coaches and mentors. You know, I've done lots of coaching programs. And the one thing that I've gained from being in a coaching program is I work much better one-on-one. I've done both. I've done one-on-one. I've done group programs. I've done group programs with the option of doing one-on-one. And I'm someone, this is me personally, you have to do some internal reflection and just know yourself. Are you someone who does really good with group programs, in which case, amazing. But for certain things, I realized I really needed that one-on-one time, especially if I wasn't sure of like, what are the next steps. I also believe in finding a mentor or a, a coach who is like a couple of steps ahead of you. They don't have to be like 30 steps ahead of you. Just like the next steps ahead of you because I feel like they also look back and they can see your struggle. They can see the pain points. It's not like, oh, well, 30 years ago, I was in the same position. It was like, hey, I get this. You know, two years ago, I was in your position. This is what I did to get to plan or to step B and then to step C. So I feel like they haven't lost that what's the word I'm looking for, they haven't lost that, not so much passion, but they know where you're at, right? Because they were just there as well. It's also important to find somebody who is doing exactly what you want to do, right? So if I want to run a teacher training, I'm not necessarily working with somebody who owns, who wants to open a studio space, right? That has nothing to do necessarily with what I want to do. You know, I also did a coaching program to become like one of those coaches and I was like, oh, I don't really want to run like a one-to-one program (laughs) myself right now. Like I don't want to run like a 12-week series of getting someone into business coaching. I love the business side of things. And I still work one-on-one with people, but it's not like a 12-week, this is how you build your business, this is how you do a website, this is how you do an email list. I didn't want to run one of those group programs. If someone came to me and said, hey, can I pick your brain for an hour and pay you? Absolutely fine, because then I feel like I can gear it towards exactly what you're looking for. And, you know, I'm a big believer if, if someone is not a good fit for me, or I'm not a good fit for them. You know, they want to run a studio space. I don't have experience with that. So I'm not going to bring you on as a client. If I don't have that experience, I will refer you out. Hey, you can work with this person. They own a studio. They take on mentees. If you want to be in the online space, if you want to run your own teacher training programs, if you want to learn how to, you know, build a website or an email list for your online community, I'm your person. Let's, You know, we can work one-on-one once. We can make this a a four-week thing, a five-week thing, whatever. So that was something too. I was like, okay, you know, instead of seeing things online, so I don't look to what everybody else is doing too. I'm very conscious if I see something come up and I go, wow, that looks so cool. I can do that. It's like, okay, but do you really want to do that? Do you really want to you know, have a clothing line, for example. I mean, it sounds cool. It would be cool and maybe down the road. But right now, no, I don't. So stop focusing on how to execute on a clothing line when you don't want to do it. So all this to say, you know, I think it's important that you do a lot of internal reflection. You know, also understand that this is a journey. I feel like sometimes coaches make it sound so easy you know sometimes you see I made 70k in two months and you know some of those questions I see come up and I know their backstory and I'm like that's not yes you've made you know you might have made that money in two months but you've also been at this for seven years and I know the first two years you failed at this like I know you so I don't love that that They project that. I think it's important to address that this is a journey and it's not for everybody. You know, I've seen a lot of my friends who start their own business and they give up. And you have to know if entrepreneurship is for you. And I don't think it's necessarily like you have to know from when you were little, but are you in it for the long haul? Are you in it for the ups and downs? Because you guys. There are days I'm on top of the world and I'm just so grateful and I just love my life and there are days where I just cry and things are not working out and things are falling apart and I'm upset, I'm bitter, I'm angry and what makes a difference is I get up the next day and I stick with it and I know I can make a difference. So... If you have any questions, if you feel like you would could relate to this or you do relate to this, let me know, you guys. It's so important that we talk about this. I would love to work with you if you feel like you resonate with this and you're not sure what the next steps are. I am happy to even chat with you to see if we should work together. Again, I believe if I'm not a good fit for you, I won't just take your money and run. That's happened to me far too many times where I know the person knew I wasn't a good fit for them and they still did it anyways. You know, I, I've worked with coaches as well who I'm like, man, I wish I had done this so much sooner because they've collapsed time. They've collapsed, even though you've paid for their services, essentially money, because I'm not trial and erroring a bunch of stuff. I've, Found the solution, and instead of it taking me a year to figure out things, it's taken me days or weeks to just, you know, execute on something that I don't think I would have seen otherwise. I've had incredible coaches who have just, you know, they've been worth every single penny. So if that resonates with you, please let me know. Reach out to me by DM, by email. I'm happy to chat with you. And I just want you to know that you are not alone on this journey and I'm thinking of having other people on the podcast talk about their yoga journeys, the, sorry, their yoga entrepreneurial journeys because I think it also can ex- it can expand, you know? People who started, wanted to start yoga have become self-empowerment coaches or intuitive motherhood coaches or... Reiki Masters, and it started with yoga, but it's become more so. I hope that resonates with you. I would love to know your thoughts on this. And I, oh, one last thing I wanted to say too diversify, diversify, diversify your income. You know, as of May 2021, my husband has a CBD business that I run with him, I do coaching one-on-one coaching, I have privates, I have teacher trainings, I run workshops, I no longer do YouTube, I have a podcast that gets sponsorships, I do affiliates, I do influencer marketing, and this has all come from understanding what I wanted, truly, truly, truly surrendering to the process and letting things unfold as they naturally will, saying yes to things that I never thought I would do and sticking with them because they actually turned out to be things I loved and letting other things go because I'm saying yes to my no. So thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in for this week's episode. I love talking about entrepreneurship. I think it's not talked about often enough. I'd love to hear how everybody's stories begin, where they thought they were going, where they end up now. What are the micro steps people have taken to getting to where they're going? And yeah, so have an incredible rest of your week, you guys. Thank you so much for joining. I love you so much and we'll talk soon. Namaste.